Do any women intimidate you at all? Well, used to, but now that I'm looking at them a certain way now, like I'm looking at them as, do you hear that music in the back? Yeah. That's, That's coming from somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Um, I used to, I did because there was a part of me that needs something from them. So I need to be validated by them somehow. Mm -hmm. So I was intimidated by that. Once I went past that and saw a lot of these women that I was intimidating aren't worth it. Who they are inside is uh, not to my level. You know what I mean? Um, it's just how they talk and, you know, this, this, and that, and how they don't, you know, whatever the case may be. But what I if guess, they, I guess what if they I are would, on your level? Like, what, what if they. Yeah, then I probably would. You can be intimidated. I, I can by be them. intimidated okay. because because I want something from them and they are badass mm -hmm. inside and out. Yeah. Right. Then yeah. that can bring up those feelings. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Like, okay. Oh shit! I respect this girl. I, you know. But I'm realizing those women are kind of rare. Mm -hmm. Just in my opinion, they just seem to be rare. Um, and uh, so everybody who's not that, I'm not intimidated by. So if I'm not getting what I want, I'm going to shift on them and uh, you know. You're not gonna give me anything I need anyway, so why I treat you like a dude? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not gonna go out of my way to be um, that guy for you because you're not worthy of it. So mm -hmm. I, I allow them to bring out who, you know, they are, and that makes me behave in, with them a certain way. So I'm pretty fair out there. Like if you're that, I go right into that and show mad respect. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but if you're not that, you show mad disrespect. Maybe I can. Maybe no. Well, not mad. I mean, I'm just gonna be there, ready to with my stick behind my back. I'm going to walk quietly, but carry a big stick, you know? Um, metaphorically. Metaphorically, right. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but it feels good. Like, I, tr I, I, think, I think it's fair because I'll treat you like how you come at me, you know what I mean? And if you're a good person, like, it, like they say about the Scorpio, it's like, you know, he's, he's good to those who are good, but he's terrible to those who are bad, <laughs> you know, or just careless or foolish or disrespectful, mm -hmm. you know? And maybe I can clean that up. I mean, seems like probably, but who? I don't know. You know. You know, and but you know, I'm fair. Like I said, I, I'd rather not say anything. Mm -hmm. But if I like, say for instance, I had to deal with somebody, you know, in a workplace that was disrespectful female, mm -hmm. she's probably gonna get terrible. You know what I mean? Because I have to deal with her. Mm. You know. But most of the time, I would just walk away from anybody. You know what I mean? That if they don't bring anything good out of me, I, why be around? Right. Yeah. So. So I'm fair on that level. What about you? About intimidated? So you're intimidated when they're beautiful. Well, I, I just know I just noticed recently, like, on the dance floor when I'm doing Latin dance, there's this there's a couple women that are super hot, super good dancers. And yeah, like I don't go I don't I don't go up to dance with them all that often, as much as I do other women. Um, unless I'm like feeling really grounded. And then when I do, like, I will, I would want to wait for, like, a good song. I want to be warmed up in a song that I'm really feeling before I will ask them, right? Well, other women, I don't care what the song is. It might be a song I'm terrible at. I don't know. I don't care. Let's dance. Yeah, yeah you know, I might fumble my way through. But with these beautiful women who are also, like, powerful, then I guess a little intimidating. I don't like that aspect of myself, but I'm, I, I see it. I recognize it. And I did it the other night. I was like, oh, there's that one woman. And then I didn't even dance with her all night, and she left before I could. And I was like... I was waiting for the right moment. Like, you don't, that's not how life works. You don't really get to wait for the right moment. So you got to seize the moment and go for what you want and not be intimidated by things that can't kill you. But I do allow it. So, yes, I, it does happen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess when I get into that, that, that situation, you know, like, 
I don't know if I'd be like, she's badass and she's put the time in. She's awesome. And she's beautiful too. You know, um, yeah, I, I have to wait to that moment. It's kind of funny too, because when we, you know, the the women follow on the dance floor, they follow. So you lead. So you have to direct them. And if you know she's like a great dancer and you're like not as good. Yeah. And now she's got to like follow your weak lead. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's a bit, uh, it doesn't matter though. Like really, there's another thing about dancing that's interesting too, is if you stay within your cone of strength, it doesn't really matter how, there's, there's levels, but even if you're like beginner, but you, you know, the fundamentals yeah, and you can stay in that, that you're those fundamentals, it can still be a fun dance. It's right. not going to be like super fancy, but they can still enjoy it. But even if you're really good, but you're always stretching out of your strengths, that could be really bad. So there's a lot of levels to the whole leading, following dance situation. Yeah, too. I want to point out, you know, too, like, um, I guess being intimidated. I would have to go deeper to, you know, because somebody could have a skill set here that's way better. And I'm a child in their world. Mm -hmm. But then I also know that they're a child in my world somewhere. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's logic. That's just logic. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I use that to balance it out, you mm -hmm. know, too, in my head. I remember a female friend. Um she was laughing at me because how slow I was at the, the computer, mm. you know. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> and so she was like making fun of me, and I I held my tongue. I was like, do you know you're a child? A lot of places in my world, like, yeah. you know what I mean. I didn't have yeah, to yeah, say yeah. it, but it, you know, to it. And maybe that's another thing. Like they'll, you know, if you come in with your fundamentals and they're sound and they're respectable, you know, you're not like the fanciest dancer, but you're not making this a, a, a unpleasant process. Mm -hmm of chaos like you can't lead me i'm a badass dancer i want to express it so you're holding me within this you bastard mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah um you know um i just you know i just I, I feel like they're trying to you know they'll be testing you and see oh he he's not the best but he's confident and he's gonna he's gonna go somewhere because he's where he's at he owns it so that means he'll probably get better with time. And, yeah, you know. and and it's it's a weird like allowing them the freedom to to do their thing. It's a lot. That's why it's it's very it, dancing is amazing because there are just so many levels mm -hmm. where even if you're not great, but you're staying within the fundamentals and you're giving warning, so you're not surprising them out of the blue with turn. And like you go, okay, a turn is coming. Right. Boom. And so if you give them a warning that a turn is coming, they can style into it. So if they're really good, they can really dig into that. And then they can have a lot of fun dancing with the beginner who's giving them the proper warning. You would actually say verbally? No, no, no. It's oh. it's like in a movement. Oh. So it's all, all the communication is movement, right? So so there's like there's even a word for it, I forget it, but but if I'm gonna turn you the it's like the J prep, like you prep them. So I would uh, like for dancing, if I if I move their hand to the right and then up. That's how you know a turn's coming. Instead of just going boom, just, instead of just going up, I go like this. Right. But if I'm all freaking out and I forget, oh, here's a turn, I go. They don't have time to dig into it, move their head, and and because this 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 move here isn't isn't trying to lead you anywhere. It's giving you time to, to know. Yes. Yeah. And so every time I'm, every time a good a good lead is always going to give warning, as a good leader does. Right. You don't want an erratic leader in anything. You want warning. Okay, everybody, this is what's going to happen next. This is what's going to happen next. And then then it's, it can be seamless. And this is communication. And then and then the, the warning doesn't always have to be like this. right? That's kind of a beginner warning. But there needs to be something. Yeah. And so so even though she's good, as long as you give them proper warning, they can really have a lot of fun. So. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's I think that's, you know, that's the problem with men these days is, you know, we don't know how to lead, a lot of us. It took a long time for me to even be there. 
and two, I realized how much uh, being financially ready is a big part of our confidence. Like when when uh, when Kevin used to uh, you know interview the men, their whole little nerve that got them you know triggered was not having the right their money right to get and 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 ask for those badass bitches. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Female, sorry. Um, so and they were like, well, they should take you know they should wait and you know they, they, all that nonsense. No, same thing on the other side, right? So you you got to be fair, but that that seemed to be the thing that men had issues with. Was that their money wasn't right and they wanted they still wanted to be leaders, mm. and, you know, and that's going to be a big component of leadership. You know, like you your your finances are handled. She says, oh, he has he makes money, he can stabilize our lives, you know, and that's a big one, and men just have it to accept that. You know, and and like, that was my issue too. Like you know, with Lisa and, and the females of the past, I was scared because I knew I wasn't ready to be a leader. I didn't know how to. I didn't see it. Hmm. So that was why I would always run. And st- when it started getting serious, I'd run because I wasn't financially ready. And I didn't realize that's a big part of being a leader. Got to have your finances down, you know, or you know, expanding, right? Yeah. So. And like, and you need finances too. Like, you need the finances, and you need to get your finances in a proper way, not in a shady oh, yeah. way or like a harming other people way or just a scandalous way. Like, it's got to be reasonable money in a good way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, you know, you know, they said too. Like, um, who was saying this? What is What's that? What's that sound? Yeah, and so when there's generations of men not being leaders and understanding leadership because they're coming from single female households, then they got to learn it later. And then these men meet women, and then these women have bad interactions with men who don't know how to lead. Mm -hmm. And then they start to say, well, I got to lead myself. And then bad things continue to happen. We start to go in this trajectory because they don't trust anybody's leadership, you know. And it's because men don't know how to lead. And I can be a test to that. I come from a single mom, never saw a healthy relationship. So how the hell am I going to lead this badass woman that I got who was, you know, I, I got everything too early. That was the perfect woman for me. Mm. She was had the class and she did, She was very quiet and you know, spoke when she at the right time. You know, sex was good, but I wasn't ready for that to lead. Mm. So when, when she put the pressure on me, I ran like a scared rabbit. Do you regret that now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, th- I think that's happened, that happens to a lot of men, you know. Um, they just weren't ready to lead. And, uh, you know, you got to be prepared. Like I said, the, where I'm at now, I could have been this guy at 30 because it's all principles and, you know, following through and seeing the results. They're true, and you get better results. But I just didn't have that strength. And then, too, I was very careful of my confidence because I was very uh, self-aware of my confidence, how fragile it was. So I didn't want to... Uh, get into something that I wasn't sure that I was going to conquer, right? Like we said, you know, getting into this relationship and then all the stuff I would have had to learn, like I got to get my things together, I got to pay my taxes, I got to get us a house, I got to start thinking like that, right? And I, it was too much and I just ran from it, right? I think that's what happens and before you know it, you know, life goes by and you just don't know how to be a leader. But at some point, you know, so I just want to be on that tip with young people who are coming into, you know, 
prepubescent saying, hey, start thinking about being a leader and what it entails and don't get too sidetracked on early sex. You know, get your money right. If you want a family, do you know you want a family? You want to have kids, you know? You got to think about these things because the wind, well, the window is longer for us, but to get a high, awesome woman to spend your life with or have kids with, you need to know how to keep her and uh, what she biologically needs you to do, right? So, yeah. I think a lot of people get in relationships, they, they get married, and then it, it peters out because, you know, for whatever reason, he, he's not a strong leader. She starts to lose interest in his leadership and bad things happen. Like we just got a roommate and she just got, both of the roommates that we had recently, the one that left and then the new one just got divorced. Mm. So now they're renting a room, you know, and, and living that life. So I haven't probed her yet. You know, the other one I did a little bit, we had a conversation why she got divorced and this and that. It's always, we just outgrew each other, like this, this and that, you know, and who knows what this one's gonna be, but um, yeah, you know. So I think that's one of the problems with men. Men have to step up. But I think they have to know, they have to work on being a leader. They have to know that that's the work that has to be done. Because you can't be a bad leader and think you're gonna retain an, a woman and create a family. It'll, it might last in the beginning, but then it peters out. And the, the statistics show it, right? So how do we learn how to be leaders? How do fatherless men learn Ooh, how to be leaders? It's a great question. Dancing helps, learning how to partner dance helps a bit because it's just the same principles. And I'm learning that. What else though? Well, I mean, like, you know, Kevin laid it out. It's like, you know, you spend your, you know, 35 is what it takes to kind of get yourself together. So 35 have, years. have some fun. Yeah. Have some fun, but don't get too mired in relationships. Just sow your oats, but don't get too distracted on one woman. Um, and stay the course of getting your paper right, your career right, so you can be a provider. And then by the time you hit 35, you're ready to then grab that 22-year-old and, you know, get her get her pregnant and take care of her. Mm, that know. sounds like a reasonable plan. That's a, I mean, you know, that's what he says. I mean, because they say men don't start getting into their financial, you know, um, you know, peak until like 45 to like 65. Like that's a big time for making money. You're, you're experienced and all that stuff. Mm. So, um, you know, so 35 is when you can actually start to look for a woman and, you know, that's the time you should really have something together at 35. Okay. Which I didn't, you know. So, you know, and that doesn't help your confidence. No. Right? When you go out and, you know, now we're older and trying to get women. And if we can't do anything, we can't change our life or stabilize our life, we're not going to have much say. And that's fair. Yep. It's fair. You know, so, you, you know, you just got to look at it. It's like, I'm going to have some flings, but I really can't retain this girl because how can I get her focus if I can't change her life and stabilize it, you know? So I think a lot of men are afraid of, like both parties are afraid of commitment because it's gonna show who you are and things you have to live up to for success. You know, mm -hmm. you have to look at it face in the face. Oh shit, I, I, you know, this is a different path, right? You know, so um, I think that's a big problem. I, I want to get into this with you too. Like the problem with committing to things, uh, everybody shies away from it because you have to live up to something. And I get that fear. You know, I get that fear. It's also scary to commit before you know. And it's, to me, it's hard to avoid. Anytime I start dating a woman romantically, the impulse is to commit like right away. 
but you don't even know what you're committing to. Things take time. And so then like, there's almost like this initial commitment. And then there's like, for me personally, the, the initial like unspoken commitment. And then there's like the realization of like, wait a minute, after a few weeks or months when the, you know, the, the, dust, settles. the dust settles, you're like, what have I committed to? It's like, we got to like moderate our commitment until we're really ready to commit and then fully commit. Not this unspoken commitment, which is vague yeah. and scary. And I, I, I do uh, believe that both parties have to come to terms with what it takes to get commitment from yeah. each other. I think it's all biological. We can learn ideas about things, and, but they're not tried, uh, tested. They're not stress tested. Biology is. And I believe in the roles. We stay close to the roles. Good things happen. You know, um, you have to understand as a woman what a man wants in you. Cooperation compliance, like certain things that he can believe in and keep his motivation to be there with you. Mm -hmm. If you're not going to give that, then you can't expect commitment. And, and, what, what should, and men yeah. have to be providers and yep. leaders and, protectors. and assertives and protectors. Yep. And they got to know uh, how to be consistent like that. Because mm -hmm. uh, women are and trying level to level-headed too, right? Oh, level-headed. can't be getting all angry and, no. and emotional. No, we can't be getting emotional. We have to stay, uh, uh, we have to learn how to, you know, suppress our emotion. Like, when, you know, you hear women say, you guys need to open up and be more. No, we're not designed like that. We have to kind of hold it in a little bit. I don't, I know about, so I don't like the word suppress, uh, but I would say handle or like like deal with our emotions oh yeah, deal on with, our own. Like, you know, we handle it in-house. Yes, or, yes. With, with male with friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we don't go to you with our problems, you know, for the most part. Yeah, because if you suppress it, that means it's not handled. Yeah. It's just there, sticking, yeah. it's going to burst out, and that's the problem. So it's handle come. it on your own. Right. Or with your homies. But deal with it. Deal with it, yes. Yes. Tend to it, take care of it. And so so men have to understand the rules of being a great leader. And, and, when, and, and a woman, when she can respect you and admire, when a woman admires and respects you, she will follow you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But if you can't get that, and you don't know how to get it. Like you said, sometimes men are getting mad. They're snapping. They're, they're, um, they're, they're not living up to being a high-level leader. So their woman lashes out at them. And then they lash out. Yep. And then just, it keeps and going. And it's horrible. It's horrible. It's a nightmare. Instead of saying, I am going to be a leader. I'm going to be a provider. I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to stabilize our lives. I'm going to be positive, And I'm not going to uh, get frazzled by you testing me. And I'm going to, you know, stay the course of leadership. And sooner or later, she will just follow. I just see it that, that she would naturally want to follow you if she, she admires and respects you. Yeah. And that's And two, like, the respect is something that's not just autopilot anymore. You, it's something that is a living thing that you have to keep, you know, uh, living up to. And, and I think both vice versa. That's what commitment's all about. I'm keeping my intensity up. I'm keeping... Uh, I learned what actually works to keep the success. Both parties have to understand that, and they continually improve and do things that keep the standard high. If we both get mired in our own weaknesses, our own vices, we're like working, we're busting nuts or dinking or eating too much, and then we just don't have the energy to, to keep a high vibration, then yeah. who wants to stay in this? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it takes work. It yeah. takes real genuine work. Yeah, man. It does. It takes real work, and you don't really get to fall off that much. And if you do fall off, I think you really have to communicate it to your partner. You're like, you know what? I am low battery right now. I, 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 I fucked up. I've been indulging. I've been watching porn. And my bad. Give me a little time so I can go, you know, rebuild. 
I think, you know, and you can't do that too many times, but I think if you find yourself like that in a relationship, that's probably, you know, we're human. We're going to mess up. So yeah, we, yeah. we got to have some leeway. But, yeah, that's part of it. That's that's real. Yeah, yeah. I think, too, like, uh, you know, our friends, uh, you know, out in, uh, you know, um, our friends out there with their relationship, Um you know, when he got into that car accident, mm-hmm. right, and he was drinking and driving from, you know, the, uh, San Juan to the house. Okay. He's coming down, you know, flipped the car. And so he was laid up in bed, and the season was, the new season was coming. He has to, you know, get things prepared and he had all work that to stuff. Do to make he had work to do. So he's just like in the depths of depression, right? He doesn't want to work, he's on medication. And he finds out, you know, she's not supporting him. You know, she's like lashing out at him when he's beaten down and he just needs, you know, and we know the guy's a hard worker. So he's in some dark place and she wasn't um, there. So that really affected him. Like, wow, like when I'm really low and I'm I'm damaged and, I'm, you know, all you can do is just be there chirping at me and, and not building me up or, you know what I mean? Uh, I think she did it at the beginning, but then. It got old. It got old. Like, you know, because they, they, they say in the manosphere, women aren't designed um, to um, to take care of men for too long. We can do it for a little while, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it gets old, yeah. right? <laughs> Again, too. Like, so, um, so he was really, you know, kind of like devastated by that reality because until it was stress tested, you know, you, you think your relationship is good, right? Until something actually happens and you see who's who, who shows up, right? I think that that messed with a lot of people. Like, man, I thought it was this way, even with you at work. I thought it was this way. And then when it gets stress tested or something, oh, it's not that. Yeah, everybody's throwing <laughs> each other on the bus. It was a bit naive of me, too, because I've seen how everybody talks about everybody. Not everybody else, but a lot of people talk about a lot of other people. And then I'll see how they interact to their face. I'm like, wow, you sound like you're his best friend. But I know all the shit you talk. And it's funny, like funny shit talking. You know what I mean? It's not like mean, really like hurtful. But then when you talk to him, you think that you guys are best friends. And I didn't I didn't apply it to myself. Now I realize, oh, yeah. Of course they're talking shit about you, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's you like, too. just because they're nice to my face doesn't mean anything, especially with producers. I'm not talking about my head producer. I'm talking about other producers, lower level producers. They're, they almost, like that role of a producer is kind of... Uh, one of the skills of being a good producer is being able to be manipulative and get people to like you and trust you and do what you ask them to do. So you just got to, you know what I mean? You just got to like, oh, hey. And, and that's just kind of what producers do. I'm not a producer. I'm a produce. I produce things. I don't produce people. But it's a skill set and that's a necessary job. So I'm not hating. I'm just. I'm just learning the game. Integrating. You know, and that's like, that's the whole thing about, you know, Machiavelli and stuff. It's like, it's not about what ought or should. It's about how it really goes down. Yep. And you need to learn these things. Really and they're down. not always flattering. They don't always feel good. And you're going to get talked about too. And people are going to be gossiping about you too. Mm-hmm. Get over it. It's life. You know, and I think once you don't resist what's impossible, like that's one of the laws in 48 Laws. He's like, that which is impossible to avoid, do not resist. Yeah. Because that's only going to cause anxiety and resentment and bitterness and all those bad things. So accept people for who they are. Understand it. Then you can navigate, you know, and play the game on your terms without selling your soul. Like, me and you are careful. Like, we don't want to turn into these petty people. Mm -mm. I don't want to be petty. Petty petty is one of my pet peeves. (laughs) 
<laughs> I hate petty because people can pull my pettiness out of me. Mm. I hate that. Yeah, I hate yeah. the feeling it's of the, being petty. Me too. It's disp- I hate it. Uh, it's icky. It's it's uh, unappetizing. It's gross in me when I see it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to plan about it. I yeah. There's like oh, I could say this. Like fuck that. Ew. Just think about Love. like how you, you when I see myself doing it. It's like, ugh. Oh, gross. Yeah, the egoless thing too is big. It's like. I, like I was saying, I mentioned earlier, I, I had an insight and it's like, there is a way to be egoless and it's just, it's just like, you're, you're nothing. You, 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 you get to this, I, I saw an insight, right? I'm not there, but I did see a pathway how to interact with no ego. And so when you don't really have this ego, there's nothing to defend. It's almost like you can drop your ego and then you're impossible to to offend there's nothing to defend because you're not you can't be offended because there's nothing there to defend like whatever this idea is just an idea who cares i'm nothing oh like they say you're you're not a team player okay just like it's almost like sure Uh, but but you don't like instead of going into defense at all ever if you don't have an ego you don't need to defend anything you you just you're just observing and it's uh and then you can have empathy so instead of defending you just come with understanding so it's just like that mode of oh whatever you're saying is fine like doesn't mean it's true or not true but the fact is you said it so i'm just going to hear that and i'm going to just um empathize with you doesn't mean agree but it's just like all so you can just you can just really just it's like a spiritual practice i think it's like just go around never defending never being offended and constantly um being curious about why someone feels the way they do why they're acting, why they're saying this. And that's just the mode. That's the egoless mode. And it's very light. It's very loving. It's, it's going to feel very uh, interesting mm-hmm. and, and, and very um, consistent and steady. Whereas if you have an ego, someone calls you a name that goes against what your idea of yourself is. Now is emotions. There's, there's this, there's that. There's fighting back. There's anger. Like that's so intense. But if you just, um, there's nothing to defend. Who am I? I'm just this body. Who cares? Live, die, whatever. I don't know. I, I said this flash of it. And I was like, yeah, I want to be there. That's where I want to go. I want to go to this place where I'm almost just unoffendable. I'm unflappable. I am nothing. I am nothing. I think, too, like the what's going to make that work better is like what Conor McGregor said when he was coming up way back, when he was still in Ireland. And he said, you know, he outworks his insecurities. You know, he outworks things that make him feel. So when you do that, so like me and you both know when we do work. So anybody who's going to get us on technicalities, even though we're still delivering solid work that we know in our hearts is real, we know what we give, right? Mm -hmm. So those things are going to be easier to take. You know what I mean? Especially if they're technicalities. They could be right, but they're technicalities. I'm still delivering. I'm still making this business money, Mm -hmm. right? And so... I can take those technicalities uh, and ask why why are they highlighting those when I'm delivering and, you know, just kind of assess it. So it, it, it still was going to sting because you become like a family. Um, but I think uh, you outworking everything that makes you secure. So I know I'm giving a good, healthy amount of energy to what I've committed to. And so unless somebody's really calling me on my shit, like, and I can even say, yeah, I, you're right. I'm two, three minutes late. I can mm-hmm. say you're right. Yeah, I can say that too. I did say it a yeah. couple of times, yeah. And But I can also know that I'm making this business, this company bit money, mm-hmm. right? 
And so I don't feel like I'm not giving you what I, you know, I'm not giving, I'm giving you mostly what you need to get from me, right? I'm delivering. So I'll take those and you're right. And it doesn't, it hurts, but not too much. I'm wondering though, that's the thing. Like that's how I am now, I'd say. Uh, But I'm thinking there's a place where it doesn't even sting because that, that was, that, that was the insight I had. Like there's a place to be where you're truly egoless and it doesn't even sting because it can only sting the idea of who you are. But if you are the present, what is the present moment? The present moment is everything and nothing. It's like, it's all we have. You know what I mean? Like all we have is this moment. What is it? You can't even pin it down. It's oh, nothing. So you're basically saying let go. Like say for instance this. So, you know, and, and this is how I kind of got through it. So it'll make it less sting. But you're right. There probably is a place where it won't sting. But for the most part, it's like saying, okay, you can you can be peppering me with all these technicalities. Until I get fired, it doesn't mean nothing. Right? Yeah. Because, I mean, that's the worst scenario. You fire me. So if you're not firing me and you just want to throw these little peppers at me, fine. Yeah. And if I have an ego that says I'm a good employee, then I will be offensive. But if I have an ego that says nothing, that says presence, that's just like, oh, there's a human being I'm talking to and they're saying these things. Why Why are they saying this? I wonder. What are they, what are they feeling, right? Instead of like, wait a minute. I am this person that should not be and should and what? No, that's all pain and stuff. That's where it all stems from. That's what the ego, that's like it all stems from there. But if I just release all thoughts of who I am, who I am, I'm just, I am what I am and switch into that mode of just empathy with whoever, I don't think it would sting. It's a theory, but I think that that's where I would like to go. Yeah. And that's even like on the dance floor too. It's like this ego, okay, my ego is always changing. Our ego is always changing and adjusting, like who we think we are. Right now on the dance floor, I think I'm like, my ego is like I'm a talented dancer, a beginner. I'm a talented beginner, right? That's my ego. But so if I want to uphold that image, then I can get my feelings hurt. But if I just release that, like I'm just, uh, what what kind of dancer am I? I'm an experienced student. I I... I I got a lot to learn still. Yeah, like like what's the lowest level thing I can imagine? I I, I enjoy dancing. You know what I mean? What's I I'm I'm what kind of dancer? I'm one who enjoys dance. Yeah, I think how you, how you get out to me that's how I uh assess to where things don't bother me like like with women and stuff like that. I think about um what it is actually bothersome uh, or what hurts me and then I say, "Oh, that's not really something that is true for one mm-hmm. and then um you know and, and who is this person that i'm allowing them to uh affect me like that so mm-hmm. i have to dissect that yes and then i can see oh the only thing that would make me feel a little insecure is if i had high respect for somebody and you know and i respect them then that'll hurt a little bit yeah and most likely the reason why i respect them is if they say something to me it's going to be true mm-hmm. it's not going to be willy-nilly yeah, careless yeah, uh-huh. or because I'm hurt somehow that yeah, I, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? So you really have to make sure you do that work. So then, so even in what they said, trying to point these technicalities out to you, in reality, it's to me, from, from my assessment, it's coming from a place that's ego, not actually what you're delivering, even though it's technically true because uh, there's another reason why they're doing it if you're still delivering quality work. So there's something else. To me, it's, I sense it's more ego stuff. Instead of acknowledging, okay, he's still delivering. 
So I want these artificial, I want to see him shivering and shaking and being nervous and I need to see it for me to feel good about it. That, when you dissect that and flesh that out, that's unnecessary, in my opinion. Well, I think there's layers to it, you know what I mean? There's, there's different people and different things going on. Um, yeah. I just think you have to do that work to get to where you're saying. Yeah. You yeah, yeah, I got, I got, yeah, I got, I got to do work. I got to get in that word, like almost like hunt your own ego, of of the attachment to the ego of who I think I am. Just like I'm, just you know, just just free it up, just liberate myself from any idea of who I think I am or I think I should be. I am this moment. I want to be enlightened. You know what I mean? I want to just operate from that really high level frequency. And I think that that way, that's what I learned from nonviolent communication. Emergency empathy is amazing, but the thing that prevents you from doing it is your ego. Because you're like, you get, all, you get all offended, and now you don't want to spend the time to uh, examine how this other person feels and why. Because they're attacking you. So you just want to defend yourself. Or you, or you want to uphold your ego. So like, no, scratch all that. Who cares? Whatever you are, yet you're nothing. You're terrible. You're great. doesn't matter. How are they feeling? Why would they feel this way? Right. It's just such a different frequency. And that's where I want to just, I want to make that my just operating mode. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that too. That's why you want to surround your, yourself with people that you respect. So when they do criticize you, it'll be coming from a real place that you can respect. Yeah, and, and that's and, when it hurts. That's so. a, that, well, it's a blind spot you can't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and so, because I think people are out there carelessly criticizing, you know, like old girl saying you're bipolar or this or that when she didn't like how the, the situation. So it's kind yeah, of saying. That was silly. That, that yeah, not, yeah, didn't even phase you because no. you already knew it was coming from hurt, yeah. you know, and just rejection and yeah. all that stuff. So. You know, there's a lot of people that we can easily see. But I guess like deeper relationships or a job where you're actually invested a year in. Yeah. And, and I respect the the, yeah. the, the my the, the producer a lot. So yeah, it's a little has a little different feel, but that's kind of the people you want to surround yourself with, so then you're in check. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Because we all have a blind spot and, yeah. and you know, and we'll tell ourselves anything that makes us feel good. Yeah. You know. And then we'll go drink a beer and forget about it. Well bust a nut, drink a beer. <laughs> And have a bowl of ice cream and go right into a food coma. And uh, we can't think of nothing. <laughs> and then wake up tomorrow, low energy. And uh, we sleep the next day away. And we think that we've grown. But all we did is go deeper in the hole. And we got to climb out that brutal. motherfucker hand over hand. All our energy. We have to climb out. No, Nobody's helping. Nobody's hoisting. <laughs> Hoist, Gracie. You know, so I guess the game of life is how fast can you get it, and then how fast can you start to apply what actually works, mm. right? And, and how consistently else? you can can you apply too? Because that's right. that's how that's consistently that's can you pure apply? energy right yeah. there? Because I was doing great this month, and I fell off. And when I fall off, I fell off pretty hard uh, with my retain my retention, and man, it is just a price. And and then sometimes you, it's the only thing that can fix it is time. So you can fall off real quick. It takes time to get back on. It takes time to rebuild. So, okay. Maybe that's why we're doing this work because we realize there's probably so many people that don't understand what's happening to them and and how, well, what's the big deal busting a nut? Or what's the big deal, you know, having a cup, you know? Mm -hmm. and, but they don't know time is passing. You're, you're reinforcing these habits to cope with things you don't like. And, you know, unless you understand and how to, what's happening. You're, you're taxing your energy systems. You're taxing things that make your body energy at a high level to then focus it and go for your potential. And time is short. So until you kind of get what's going on, 
you, like you said, you just be in the dark trying to, where's the wall at? Where's the ceiling? Where's the door? Yeah. Where's the light? Life is hard too. And that's just, that's just how it is. It is hard. So it takes a lot of focus. We got to walk on a tightrope of life with absolute focus and attention. And it's not easy. It's not easy. And then if you don't know what to actually work on, that's a, that's until you, I mean, until you know exactly what to work on, you're pretty much in the dark. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't know like how to be a leader. You don't know how to, you know, pick a woman. You don't know how to take care of your, you know, your semen. Yeah. How to, know? how to be healthy, how to take care of yourself. Right. And you just kind of, you're, you're acquiring habits slowly over time. What is, I heard a, a, a nice saying is like, uh, uh, truth, uh, uh, the time always reveals what the days can't see, mm. right? Because yeah. over time you see. Over time you see, it's obvious. But the days you can't see the truth because you're. It's you know, um, so that's what you know. I think that's that's what the duty is for you know, you know. It's our duty as older people to uh, at least there is a blueprint, a, a good place to start that will allow you to develop all these skills over time. But you just have to know what's happening. And uh, and people need to be told, there is some, you know, some basic truths that if you follow them, you will find your path. But you need energy. You need energy, primal. You gotta be feeling good every day and do things that make you feel good and empowered, like you wanna attack life. And if you're just, you know, wasting a lot of time down a lot of, what did Don Juan say, you know, it, you know, you can be on a path, but you got to know when to stop that path and get on another path. You know what I mean? You got to know the minute that path is going nowhere, you have to go stop in. Stop on a dime. Stop on a dime and change the full path. Full force, other direction. Yeah. Yeah. Course correct. Course correct. All right. Correct? Course correct. <laughs> Course is correct. 